Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Aileen Drexler, Jordana Abraham, and Sammy Sage. Before they were business partners, they were close friends who've known each other since elementary school. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Get to know the women who've been making us laugh since 2011. Who allowed you to take my breath away? This is At Betches. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And Jordana is moving today, so it is just the two of us. And today, we are going to talk about Courtney and Travis's wedding-ish, Erica Jane's new lawsuit, very scandy, and of course, some recent TV obsessions. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about just stuff that's relevant to ourselves. <laughs> Aileen, right now, yeah. I'm, well, not anymore because we're recording now, but just before, I was deep in reading the Twitter replies on a thread that I feel you would appreciate. Tell me. Okay, so I found it on Ashley Spivey's Insta story, and someone asks the question, this woman, Lila Sturgis, asks the question, what's the eeriest thing a child has ever said to you? When my daughter was around four or five, she calmly insisted that she had once been married to a man named Brad Huffington. When <laughs> we asked what had happened to him, she replied with a note of sadness, he was lost at sea. So, okay, so then everyone is replying with like creepy shit or like psychic shit that their kids have to said or experienced. Right. I told you you would need to read it. It's so interesting. Is the idea that these kids like see ghosts or that they're like accessing a previous life? It's a mix. Like, for example, one says, my daughter would stand up in her crib and wave and say, hi, Seesaw, on a regular basis. Oh, my God. One day, stop. She I saw, hate it. I hate wait, it. One day she saw an old photo of my recently passed grandfather as a young man. She got really excited and yelled, Seesaw. His name was Cecil. Oh, my God. So he's like haunting the house. <laughs> Not oh, haunting. Here's a, here's, a, oh, here's a fucking weird Oh, my God. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. My daughter at four was looking out the window and asked, where are all those people walking to? I turned to uh-huh. look and she was pointing to an empty cemetery. <gasps> oh my God, I have chills. Get it out. Get yeah. it out of my head. <laughs> well, at age five, my son drew a portrait of our family of four with two tiny upside down people. A year later, I gave birth to twins. Wow. Yeah, there's a really, there's one that's like really fucking creepy. I read that one on her story. It was like, uh-huh. one was like a kid talking in the back. I can't find it on the replies right now to read it exactly, but it was like a kid in the backseat of a car and goes to the mom like, Last time you didn't stop at that stop sign, and that's where we died. I okay, know, I know. That's yeah. too much. I hate okay, that. Okay, but here's the thing. Regardless of like the creepiness of some of them, yeah, yeah, it does confirm to me that my grandfather, when he died, definitely came to say goodbye to me on the plane, which I've always suspected was the oh, case. Yeah, I remember you said and that. And that weird thing with the ice cubes. But yeah, no, so I'm pretty sure now. I'm sad so on that. This, this confirms it. <laughs> yes, the, these, these Twitter threads confirm, <laughs> confirm it for me. Well, just knowing that like other people have had those types of experiences, I'm like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure I mean, that that happened. People have me those. Too. Ha- there's like a whole genre of film and TV about all people who have different experiences of extra supernatural. What is it? Supernatural things. But that's different because it's like dramatized for TV rather than just like a person speaking of a random anecdote that happened in their life that like didn't get any fanfare and only was like obvious to them. I guess, but like you still hear people saying stuff about stuff. Like there's mediums for a reason that aren't on TV. Right, that's true. I'm scared to go to one. Oh wait, those are, okay. This is actually the girl with the car. My son felt new to me when he was born, but my daughter, my second child felt very familiar to me. I sort of assumed it was like, oh, I'm just used to motherhood now. But in the back of my mind, it felt like I saw this baby before. When she was three or so, I was driving and we stopped at a stop sign. From the back, she remarks, oh, remember, you didn't stop before. That's where we died last time. That was the... Meaning that, the that, that this is Meaning her second life. She, she knew her daughter from a previous life. And they had, I guess, died at that stop and sign. And the daughter remembers. Yeah. I hate this, Samantha. Well, I think, well here's the thing. I... Well, no, I know. I hate it. I think that kids can remember those things because it was like more recent for them, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like they didn't live as many like years in this life. I suppose. Or that like they're so young. They have, yeah, they haven't experienced things in life that I guess makes the border thicker. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're more intuitive because- 
they're more open and like their imagination right. is so open. less limited exactly like they're and, and they're not as scared because of things right they just think it's normal because they don't have because they see it yeah or don't and they're see like it. i mean this is completely like just based on what we think isn't this but. interesting though is it, yeah, i don't no, know it's really, definitely interesting it's cool it's very cool i can't believe there's a thread you have to send it to me i will but i just i know other people find it like creepy but i find it kind of comforting that like your dead relatives are still there i i know that's like i find it comforting the idea that like people don't disappear into nothingness like Regardless of like whatever spirituality you want to attach to that, the idea of like right. a soul still being around and connected and like families still being connected despite death, I think is like a comforting thing, even though like the stories are creepy. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Like when you think about the implications of the creepy story, it's actually comforting. The only thing that the reason why it's to me creepy is because there are like this the actually scary or sad versions of those stories, like exorcisms, things. Okay, like, but none of these stories involve an exorcism. Those no, no, are no, movies. These stories, these are, the, no, no, okay, based on real things, Samantha. You know? if, you <laughs> believe, if you believe that like souls exist after they die and they hang around your house and that's comforting to you, you choose not to believe that they can also be bad. No, I think they can be, but like exactly. So why I'm saying would that they? part is what do you mean? Why would they? Like that's an entire genre of movie horror and all of that. And I hate that. I hate right. that. I've had dreams where like something happens and I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, there was like a spirit in my bedroom, like a scary one, and I can't go back to sleep. I've like had things like that happen, and that's why when I hear this stuff, it's not creepy because of the story because it seems benign but right it's creepy the, for the it, implications it confirms it confirms that the actual creepy things can happen that's right. what i mean like that's right. why it is slightly creepy when, and when, I, hate when it. I was in like when i was in like fifth grade one of my friends you know her but the audience doesn't she was sleeping over my house and we were really into rent the broadway yeah. show and we had like a rent music book and we would like sing along to it or whatever and in the book there was like a big picture of jonathan larson who wrote rent and it was like right before he died the picture and alexa my friend woke up in the middle of the night that night and she like swears that she saw jonathan larson like sitting in my bedroom like weird she, i don't know why it would be yeah, like, why would he like, be there? Like, why me? Why does he care about my bedroom? Maybe she just had a weird dream, you know? But she swears, so I don't know. Why me? Like, why, Like I don't have any sort of, like, love rent. Tick, tick, boom was wonderful. But I don't have, like, a person. You know, maybe we were related. Who knows? Um, or, like, in that moment, he felt connected that you were really appreciating his music for. Oh, that's a good point. Like, yeah. spirits can, I've read about it, and they can be in, like, sort of, in many places sort of at once within like split seconds. Right. Because why would they be limited by like taking the subway? <laughs> right. Or like, you know, space. <laughs> right. So, right. They don't have an ETA. Okay. I really don't. I want to stop talking about this because it's like, it's like bringing it in my house. I can't. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know. If, well, yeah. I mean, if they want to come I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Okay. Stop. We'll we'll skip this. All right. Next. I'm going to, I'm going to about to sprinkle some some demon what 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 is gina why do? can't what you just assume that they're good they're taking care of you sure the good ones why do you have to assume there are bad ones do you or do you know any anyone are who's there like bad people mad at you yeah but why would they be mad Doesn't at have you to do with me i don't know what's happened in this house before i didn't sage true true i mean <laughs> anything can happen here we're on the, you know, the upper side of manhattan who the fuck i don't knows? live there yeah. um well but, no that's yeah. where i am but <laughs> i know yeah and the history of new york city is very the building how long has it been what's happened in that building you know it's i feel okay hey spirits <laughs> hey spirits you want a snack condom <laughs> of water okay yeah so jordana's moving today listen to you up to hear about jared's idea for our betches moving company called <laughs> actually can you move that um, <laughs> I have to listen to that one. I have to listen to it. I know. It's not out yet. I don't think. Oh. I think it's coming out next week. How was your birthday? <laughs> I was there. You were there. 
What did you, how was my birthday? I had a great time. I spoke to your mom for Majority. <laughs> that makes it sound really fun. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. It was nice. We yeah. um, were bonded. And, yeah, um, forever. What, what did and you I think? <laughs> did you um, enjoy your time? Was it what you wanted it to be? It was exactly as I wanted it to be. Not one single complaint or concern um, for oh, right good. now, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was had a very great time. I was so happy. It was exactly what I wanted, everything I dreamed of. And yeah, I don't know. That's there. What more can you say? Your only complaint is that you forgot to take the cake home. Yes, I always fucking do this. Pretty much every time I have this, like, it's like, oh, should I take it home? Should I take it home? And then I'm like, eh, it's kind of heavy. Everyone kind of put their fork and shit in it. Although they didn't really, it was more just that it was kind of like coming apart from the top layer being off of it. I really fucking wish I took it home because it was so delicious and I would have appreciated it a thousand times more the next yeah. day. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it as much when I was like trying to dance and like drink more alcohol. And right. Like, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The cake Upsetting. the next day is really always devastating. So Ugh, why didn't I bring it home? Why didn't I bring it home? I'm so dumb. You can always anyway. get another cake. Like a mini cake for yourself. Gonna get a whole cake made for a myself. A mini cake. A mini. Okay. A okay. Mini. Okay. Fine. I'll, you can get like, a slice of cakes from really a store. Good. I get that all the time. Come on. That's not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Drea Cakes NYC. This is not sponsored. I just really liked her. Um, check out her cakes. She was. She was great. I really want it. Yeah. B day party. Eventful yet uneventful. And we have something big coming next week. We are finally. We've been talking about. The this secret for project. a while we've been working on it for a year and a half plus and it is arriving in your instagram announcement <laughs> as an announcement <laughs> but not only there on tuesday next tuesday oh, so, so excited get excited get excited i'm pumped this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Shall we talk a little celebrity news? I feel like yes. We could do that. We could do that. Courtney and Travis sort of got married. <laughs> AK, they did not get married. It's like the worst story ever. Truly, truly the worst story because even the announcement was not interesting. Like, no one cared when the announcement came out. And then when they were like, it's fake, no one cared again. And like, it's right. just, why do that? What's disappointing about that? And I feel like it was a rare Kardashian misstep. And I don't even think it's a misstep. I don't think Courtney cares. I think she's just like, let's fucking have fun. Like, yeah, that's why. But I do think it sort of takes away the ultimate hype when the actual wedding does happen. See, I was excited that I thought this is actually their them getting married and I was like you know I kind of like this because you know maybe Courtney doesn't want to have this crazy big lavish wedding and you know it's interesting that like Kim has been divorced a couple times and Courtney hasn't been married and this is her like one marriage and she's 40 something right and yeah. like and this is the way she kind of chooses to do it despite all of her money and I was kind of into it I was like this is fun like it seems oh, like that, love. when you thought it was real. Yeah, when I thought it was real, and then I was like, Ugh, well, this is dumb as fuck. And so I'm like, oh, now I go take back everything I thought and said, and that was a waste of brain space. And I'm annoyed. And right. may God That's have mercy I, on yourself. <laughs> just yeah. Bad, annoying, pointless, 
truly just a waste of print, although is it ever on the internet? Yeah, I thought it was a misstep. Not great, boring. I didn't even like really register it as being real in the first place. So when I found out it was fake, it also didn't mean anything. Like just like right, it's a, not just a headline of like they're married without the pics. It was clickbait for the for the world and it was annoying. Yeah, not cool. All right. Next piece of celebrity ish news. Erica Jane is named in a new lawsuit, a fifty million dollar lawsuit. And this one's interesting because it's actually 100% focused on her. And it basically labels her as like the front woman in Tom's fraud scheme, according to this new filing. And it basically alleges that she concealed her husband's misconduct and that what she was like her reality show persona was kind of intended to perpetuate it, which to me is literally what everyone was saying last season about why she is responsible because Mm -hmm. no one would like have like for five or six years, she was perpetuating Tom's image to national television rather than just to like the random citizens of Los Angeles, you know, Mm -hmm. she was like doing his PR or just like her existence on the show was like in a symbiotic relationship with, she basically was paying for what she was doing on the show using fraudulent funds. Allegedly. On the, and then, allegedly. And then on the show, she was basically claiming that her husband is like this incredibly rich, incredibly successful lawyer. So therefore, like reinforcing his fraud and then making more money off of that because she was able to get more famous from the show. Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of, I think, what so their whole... So this is all about the show, not just her... Se- like, if there was no show, would there be a lawsuit? Well, if there was no show, I don't think she would really be the front woman. Like, I don't think she would have enough of a public image to right. be that. So I think, I don't know, but no one like, would know okay, her for name. Example, the Sopranos. Right. Carmela. Carmela's would, not the front woman. No. Right. Like, I mean, I just... But she knows. She protects... She, you know, is involved. She's not running a racketeering scheme, but she's portraying an image of everything is great. So the difference is, is like the point of this is the reason why she's a front woman is because she's like running the image publicly yeah. and sort of sharing that actually Tom is completely like innocent. He's great. He's amazing. And he's with it up until last season. Right, right. That's another thing is that like you're claiming he had dementia and yet you like less than six months ago, a year ago, were saying that he's like at the top of his game. So it's like, does he have dementia for the legal filings or is he at the top of his game for the show? And she came back to Instagram too, apparently, and did a tweet that was just like her, hi, with a like that face with the teeth. You know, oh, she, like when the, did she do that? Yesterday, she like came back or Twitter rather. That's the kind of bullshit she pulls. Like, I don't know. I I hate those types of people who are like, they get sued and they're like, "Hey, I was sued, bitches." It's like you are annoying. I just can't believe I went to see her in Chicago. I went to see it and as well, like, yeah, it was crazy. And her, you know, her main style man, what's his name, Mikey. Mikey was sitting in front of us. Oh my god. And gosh. I think Dylan was also in the theater. He saw it the same night. That's so as funny. Me and Alexa. And it was just like, I mean, she was good ish. Like, you know what I mean? She wasn't like hitting her notes, but like she was still like, <laughs> oh, the basic thing you need to be able to do to be on Broadway. But not really, <laughs> though. Not for Chicago. Like, Lisa Rinna was, I guess, yeah. Roxy. Like, there's no, she can't sing. Right. I guess that's true. That's interesting. I was supposed to see Chicago on March 12th, 2020. (laughs) (laughs) LOL. Didn't happen. She like announced her divorce like shortly. Oh no, the divorce was announced on like election day or something. And then remember, and then she said like, oh, that's why Tom couldn't make it. He was going to come, but like he was never going to come. Yeah, no, he was never going to come. She said he was working and that's why he didn't come. (laughs) Um, Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited for this new season, at least. I want to hear, like, oh my I want to see what the what's going to, like, what Erica Jane we're going to see. I think the trailers today and 
I am incredibly excited for this season. I have heard from somebody who knows someone who was there. A source close to the family. A source close to the family. <laughs> I've heard from a source close to the family. I have. <laughs> that. <laughs> the season is wild and that Erica Jane is not in a great place. She's in a bit of a dark spot in this season. And aside from her, there's other conflicts in the season. Like she's not the only, she's not the it's only. It's with the thing. Hilton sisters, right? Yeah, I definitely think there's some shit with the sisters. Not the Hilton sisters, the, the well, former Richard sisters. The Richard, Kyle, Hilton. That and then, um, but the whole season is not about Erica. It's about a number of things. And I'm so fucking excited for the season. I have not been as excited for anything in a really long time. I hope it doesn't like, you know, turn into puppy gate or whatever. Lucy, apple, juicy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know because I didn't, you know, I don't see the footage. But, you know, when there's like a good season, but not every episode of the season is like turbocharged and like so amazing. Like, for example, there were times when this past season of Salt Lake City was boring, where it's just like felt like what the fuck is going on. But. Overall, this was one of the most amazing Housewives seasons. So many things happened in it. Like, how could you not say that it was a great season full of many crazy things? Which one? But Salt past Salt Lake oh, City. Salt Lake. But uh-huh. yeah, while while we were watching it, we were like, eh, like it's fine. It's so interesting because looking back, I'm like, that was a crazy season. It was packed. But while I was watching it, I was like, mm. so I don't know. I feel that people are a little a little harsh on the Housewives seasons. Not every moment can be can be packed with iconic lines. But it's not that. I think with Salt Lake, it wasn't the drama that was lacking. It was the way in which it was executed that was like didn't feel substantial. Like it didn't feel high stakes or it didn't feel, you know, the Jen stuff, it was overlooked in a way because right. she didn't seem to discuss it in a serious way with anyone except in her super controlled scenes with her husband or whoever the stuff then became meredith unexplicably defending mary and that was confusing and you're just like what's going on and then it just felt like it wasn't it was just a little like while there was a lot of things happening it just felt a little bit on the surface, like superficial, like it didn't really yeah. cut, get deep. Whereas Beverly Hills, they had that one big thing was Erica and you couldn't get enough because you were like, what is Erica going to say? How is she going to act? Right. You know, and there's a lot to like analyze, whereas you couldn't even analyze anything because nothing felt right. substantial. That's that's what I think, which was annoying. And you felt like these people aren't even friends. Right. Well, I think there is the truth that they like aren't really friends or like their friendships are not the same as they are in other franchises. Also, they're all all the housewife shows have different production teams. Yeah. And I think, for example, like Miami has the best production team because they're able to make everything feel really big, even if they're you know, nothing that happened in Miami is bigger than Jen defrauding Jen getting you know, prosecuted by the Southern District of New York, yet everything in Miami feels more substantial. Yeah. I mean, the things in Salt Lake, like their arrest episode was so good. Like that was so good. You felt like you were watching reality television. I think that is the thing is like when you feel like you're watching real TV go down, that is the most interesting thing to watch because you feel like you're not being duped by anybody. Like that's why I love Jersey Shore in the first seasons because you're like, holy shit, these people do not care that there's a camera here. They do not care about their image. They are just like acting like themselves and that is good TV. There's parts of Salt Lake that feel almost like a parody and I'm not the first person to say it. I think a lot of people felt that way. It just doesn't make any sense. Like a lot of things don't make any sense. The parts that were really good, like like what reality feels like is when Lisa went on that rant in the bathroom. Yeah, like, that was really that was so fucking, fucking good. good. That was really good. Or when like Meredith slash Jen start hinting at things that they know about each other. Like that was really good. Just fucking say it. Just say it. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that's the stuff that's really good. But they just skim the surface. They don't want to say it. So I'm left with this feeling. It's interesting how it just comes down to what these women like will let fly out of their mouths. 
that's why like housewives is almost upheld by like alcohol all of the housewives because when they drink and they know that when they drink they create more drama like all the shows they're drinking so much and the ones that get away with not drinking like have to be just very 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 skilled housewives yeah i don't know how you could do that without drinking right yeah like i just like would be too self-conscious yeah i exactly that's what i'm saying you have to be like such a skilled reality person like tamra judge she yeah i guess but she also gets drunk or she like makes other people get drunk so that's like she creates the drama and reacts to it so which is and is not a good strategy too because then that can backfire which it has all right, should we want to talk about other TV besides Bravo? Because if you want to listen to Bravo, you, you can, can listen to mention it all. Which I'm going on. I'm about when? to record it right after this. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm jealous. I was supposed gonna- to record it yesterday, but then Dylan's guest didn't ghost him. So um Oh. I was the backup. Back. We were backup. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Once Beverly Hills is on though, I'm gonna I'm You're gonna, gonna be a recurring guest. Push my way in there. <laughs> <laughs> Mention it all is my favorite Bravo podcast. <laughs> it is. Dylan, you're my favorite Bravo podcast. It's hard to decide my favorite Betches podcast because I'm on some, you know, <laughs> I can't be throwing shade at my own co-hosts. So, yeah. you know. Well, should we talk about TV? I have not watched the newest episode of Dropout. The one that I guess came out Air last today. Time. Oh, no, yeah, I haven't today. either, but I'm going to do that right after this for sure. Well, you're recording Mention It All. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with Base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with Base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker, and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it, too, from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase that's b-e-i-s travel.com slash betches listen we all know that scratchy pjs can make a cranky kid i want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning and that's why i snuggle them up in little sleepies little sleepies makes award-winning bamboo pjs that moms rave about I am said mom. I am obsessed with little sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable and it's limited edition. So everybody go check it out. Little Sleepies Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Well, let's talk about last week's episode, but before we do that, I want to talk about one thing that I noticed in an interview between Amanda Seyfried and I think Kelly Clarkson. They were, I saw, yeah, she was on the Kelly Clarkson show. They were talking about something funny, whatever, it doesn't matter. But the body language of Amanda Seyfried was Elizabeth Holmes. Like she was sitting, still like kind of hunched on over. No, I, what my thought is that it's very hard She's to get stuck. out of character. <laughs> 
Well, okay, that made me think about it. Like for actors who transform their mannerisms, like the way that they hold themselves, their physical bodies, yeah. besides like even how they speak, like because Amanda Seyfried had to change the way she even smiles, like with her like oh, she smiles bottom so yeah. chin, like the chin thing. Yeah. Like she has to transform herself to be somebody else. So I'm sure that process to undo that is hard. But Can when you I send saw me this, that clip, I want to see. Yeah, she's like, like I, Amanda Seyfried, I, can't, I don't see her as the person who's like sitting there on a couch with her like elbow on her knee, kind of like the way that uh-huh. Elizabeth Holmes is like, uh-huh, like, you know, kind of bent over. When did she stop acting as Elizabeth Holmes? I don't know, but it just felt like that. It felt like... She's going to have to reprise her role as Karen Smith if she wants to go back to <laughs> And then I saw something also on TikTok of Jared Leto, Leto, whatever, and like letting some guy into his house to film something. And the way that Letting's he opens the door is so Adam Newman or like this is his version of Adam Newman. It was just like, you're just in my house and you didn't even tell me you're coming. Like it was just very like that. And I just imagine it must be so difficult to get stuck in this character like do you think you're seeing them as the character because you're like that's who you're seeing them as right now or like are they actually stuck i don't know i don't know if no but i've seen interviews with amanda seyfried before like what she was saying looked different than how her body was just in a position is what i mean like her body was screaming elizabeth home but her mouth was saying amanda seyfried things that's how i felt That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, she's unreal in this role. Okay, can we talk about last week's? Because last week's was one of like, honestly, each week gets better. Theme of this episode is Elizabeth is about to get fucked and she's digging in more. And she's going to blame Sunny. Right, which actually is literally the basis of her trial. That became the basis of her trial is that she was like, yes, Sunny was manipulating me. I was being like emotionally abused so that I could and he was making me do this it's like no he wasn't like you pulled him into this like if you weren't doing this and also having sex with him he wouldn't even be there right that's true that's why it's ridiculous but they're both culprits like they're both at fault but I wouldn't say he helped her but it wasn't like his idea he didn't rope her into this it was her company She was proud to lie about it. I think it's like kind of fucked up that she's actually blaming him and that she blamed him in the real trial. And she was just, uh, I also thought it was interesting how she got Rupert Murdoch on the board so that she could try to kill the story about her company. Yeah, but it didn't work. The crazy thing to think about is that she's like 26 when all this is happening. Right. Could you imagine doing this at 26? She feels like she's unbreakable like invincible and she thinks she can get away with anything and it's just this like false sense of self and it clearly like that's why i thought it was so important for the show which they did well was like to sort of lay the groundwork or the context of who elizabeth holmes was before she started it like she just wanted to be a billionaire not because she wanted to be rich because she wanted to be known for being like an inventor of something she wanted to be recognized or admired like a Steve Jobs type person, but she didn't care about any of the money, which is so interesting. And you could also see that because she doesn't really give a fuck about anybody's money, even her own, because she just will spend it and doesn't give a shit. This is a part that I don't understand about her personality or the one that they're portraying is like how she doesn't care about like the innocent people. Is she so bad? Like I didn't see that transformation. I think she just lacks empathy. And I think that you saw that in the beginning that she just did not have that like chip towards human connection that makes it about the people because you hear her be like, people are afraid of needles. It's like, okay, well, if like, like that's the thing you're, you're choosing to like save the Mm -hmm. world. Like you're not thinking about, it's not just about the needles. It's about like, if her concept could work, great concept. Like what she was saying about how like if people at war could have, that type of medical device, great. But she didn't actually give a shit about that. She was just like, we're going to make this amazing thing. It's almost, 
What is so wild about her story is that all she did was come up with like an idea and then basically pretend that it was real. She made like an easy bake oven for a blood test. And then she basically tried to sell that to Walgreens and people actually got tested on it. And what always amazes me about these scammers, I don't understand how people believe them. How is the former secretary of state like, They're oh, you told people. me that you told me that there that this easy bake oven is actually a real oven. So I'm going to just believe you. I tell you why, because they have this like confident, fake, false sense of self. OK, they well, where do we themselves. get that? <laughs> no, you don't want it. You well, have, where do you, you get it? You with need your to real be grounded. Shit. You need to be grounded in reality. And actually, right. I, you explained actually the thing that I was questioning is when do they explain that? she's actually doesn't give a fuck is in the problem, which is that she went on to sell it and went on to fake it. Like if she really cared about this product and the good that it could do, she would never have tried to pretend like it worked. She would have accepted like, oh, my idea is not right. We need to go back to the drawing board and make it work again. Like, right. Rather than she couldn't be like, we failed and we're out of money. No. But I think that you actually see that in like the Ian Gibbons the way that the whole thing went down with like Ian Gibbons and Channing is that like she keeps lying to Channing, the board member, about how it's like the the science is almost there. And Ian Gibbons, the scientist, is like who's on the patents. You remember the British guy? And he's like, she's going to sell it in stores. And they fire him and they revolt. So they bring him back. But it's like the way she handled that should have been a massive red flag. Like, oh, our main scientist who understands this whole thing, and I don't at all, is telling me this is not going to work. The whole lab is revolting because we fired him. So why don't we bring him back and like, rather than listen to what he's saying, chain him to a random desk and then like totally discard him. And she becomes full monster when he actually does die. And she all she says is, I guess they have to drop the lawsuit now. Yeah. And that's all she cared about. It's fucked up. And the part that also amazes me is the fact that this show is on at the same time that there is a trial. Yeah. Like that, like the power of television has on like forming public opinion about something that I really would not be paying attention to at all. Otherwise is so fascinating to me. Like I would not at all have an opinion. I watched the documentary years ago. And be like, all right, I hope she goes to jail, whatever. But now I'm like so invested in her story. I Oh, I still want to watch the documentary again to see yeah. it after the show. But I think there's only like one episode left, right? Or two? I think there might be one or two. Well, I want to watch after this. But I think that people also think she like got pregnant for like sympathy. They question whether she's actually married. Like, because she's oh. told people that she's married and then people have said that they're not married and that it's like, so she's clearly the same person. Like she's clearly just like a really shitty person. That's kind of where you have to go with this. It's like this woman, like it, there's one thing to be ambitious and like persistent and persevere and be unafraid to like fail. But there's another thing to like keep doubling down on your fraud and doing mm-hmm. people things to people and like, not even giving a shit that your product that you are now living in like home worth millions of dollars because of could kill people mm-hmm. or people could die because of the results that came from it. And she doesn't, mm-hmm. all she did was like, you know what? I want this idea to happen. I'm going to pretend that this idea worked. And it's like kind of remarkable. Mm-hmm. Imagine if it's Thomas funny. Edison was just like, we're just going to pretend that the light bulb works. And like, you guys, <laughs> we're going to figure it out. You figure it you, out. You guys buy it and then we'll figure out light later <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we'll let you know when it can be plugged in yeah 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 we'll let you know it just doesn't make any sense just buy so, all of your buy your homes all based on the fact that your your electricity will work at some point and have everything <laughs> you know connected to it but um i can't guarantee that the light it bulb will ever will work. turn on <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Right, right. We have herpes. But keep, but keep paying us. <laughs> yeah, exa- that is literally it. And it's yeah. it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. What are we going to watch next? Anything, you're going to watch anything else? Speaking of Hulu, I was very excited about The Girl from Plainville. And that was I. Because I was pumped for Elle Fanning to be in this like transformative character too. Because she really did look all yeah. the previews. She looked just like Michelle Carter. 
And I I gave it a try. I watched, I think, the first episode, maybe second half, first half, the second one. And I just, maybe it was a little bit too dark for me. Yeah, like there was, I think I was, don't like the crime. It was like a little bit too heavy for me. Like I felt nauseous watching it. Me too. Yeah, I felt exactly the same way. And I wasn't expecting it because I was like pumped when I knew it was coming out. But yeah. then very early on, it became, it turned unsavory real quick. Too quickly. The way that they portrayed the, the way that the show like opened, there mm-hmm. wasn't enough pre- to like ease you in so that when it became really dark real quick, you were like, oh, this is like too much. I yeah, agree. I don't. I also just don't like the crime. I have trouble watching or consuming true crime where the actual crime makes me usually things involving death or like immediate pain and harm. That's why scam stuff is easier to consume because it's not. Yes, we know that Theranos did lead to health problems for people. But other than like Ian, you don't see it's not about like somebody's death or like the real key, like the really unsavory elements of it, like aren't shown up close. I have trouble watching that type of true crime. This crime is like, I mean, it's obviously extremely sad. Like I was saying, gave me, made me very nauseous watching it, but it, the actual, when it actually happened, it was very, like controversial slash interesting, intriguing because yeah. like does she have a hand in his it was it mur- is it murder? Well, you also can't know because they're ultimately you don't know what was said on the, that phone call. That's why it's like so impossible to know. But like that said, like they could have potentially done it in a different way to make me not feel so uncomfortable. Because all you think about is just like this poor boy. And I just, right. and like this stupid bitch, like get out off my screen. Like you're yeah. awful, get away. And maybe that is the point. It just doesn't show her like, what was she Loving like before? For Why was she so thirsty for like sympathy? You know, why did she, how did she become? And maybe that's to come in the show, but they should have put it up front. <laughs> like they show her like doing the glee like impersonation i know that was good yeah that hero was like really yeah. that was really good and then it also made me like question what the like glee <laughs> glee like, oh glee. well i mean I, I don't think it's like that weird to think like teenagers will watch you know some piece of pop culture and then try to like emulate it and she just was more you know again all these things come down to like a person lacking empathy that you can't some people are born without the ability to, to empathize yeah. in any way empathize like obviously there's low empathy people but that's different than zero and sometimes when it's like how could a person do this that's because that person has zero empathy right or whatever their uh, motives are they supersede or trump that any piece of empathy that they do have they don't see another way i just i, cu- I couldn't get through it i don't know if i want to continue watching it yeah, no, I I don't know. I'll see what I have. Like my empathy is too high in this because I'm just feeling for the you have parents. very high empathy as a person, just in general. You challenging have very high empathy. I won't murder. <laughs> you definitely won't murder, but I don't think you need your le- your level of empathy to avoid murdering. <laughs> you know, I think people with less empathy than you also aren't going to murder. <laughs> it's true. Because you know, <laughs> no, it's just it was just sick to watch. Like. Her going in, trying to like plan the funeral or the things. And I remember reading about those things, like her Facebook group, like the the thing that when she planned that, like the fundraiser, but in her town. Yeah. And it was all just very bizarre. Yeah. the That that was the glee thing. That was like the, yeah, she wants I to know. be like Rachel Berry. Like, maybe I'll go back and watch it. It's kind of making me want to. <laughs> You're just making you want to watch it now. <laughs> No, but it is a really sad story and it's like yeah. so it's like talking about it makes me so nauseous. Yeah. I'm Betch's co-founder Aileen and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button-down. I 
must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Do you want to close out on one other show that's a little bit more uplifting or anything else that you're you looking forward to watching? watching? Or um, I'm thinking. I'm looking forward to, no, there's nothing I'm looking forward to watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to no. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything. Maybe I'm just not thinking of anything. I'm watching Marvel's Moon Knight. Okay, but like you, you won't yeah, I don't care, care about, about Marvel. That. Oscar Isaac is really good in it. Oh, I love him. Maybe I'll just go rewatch scenes from a marriage. Like you a won't weirdo. like, oh, I never saw that. You won't like. <gasps> it's very good. I just don't want to watch it. I, yeah, I mean. It's, it seems gut-wrenching just from the preview. And I don't like those kinds of But not movies. in the way, not in like a murdery way, so. Obviously, it's just the end of a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, other marriages end, have ended the murdery way, so. Not assumed. <laughs> Did you watch Bridgerton? No, I do not care. you so what's on your content list did you um get through everything i am through everything right now actually i'm actually thinking of starting real housewives of atlanta but at the same time i don't have a lot of time at home in the next few weeks and i feel that that is a bad recipe for starting a Mm -hmm. housewives series i think you gotta save it i think i'll save it till i do my second egg retrieval in july (laughs) i won't (laughs) be going anywhere um let me think. What's on your content list? I feel like I tackled most of the items. Is there, but I feel like Hulu has been killing it with content these days. It has. I've been much more on the Hulu app. It's interesting how, you know, the streaming services, you know, ebb and flow in their, in their uh, yes. popularity with, with me clicking on them. Uh-huh. I agree. I watched them um, recently on HBO Max, Somebody Somewhere with Bridget, okay. Bridget Everett is like the main character. I loved it. It was okay, so, so like, I also loved Life in Bed. <laughs> like, I finished oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. I liked it. I wasn't, like, I wanted to laugh a little more than I laughed. I guess I just, I like, I really like Amy Schumer. But, and oh, oh, Inside Amy Schumer is coming back. It is? 
Really? Yes. She was on Watch What Happens Live last night, and I was like, holy I saw shit. That. Yeah. And she, okay, I wanted to point out that Andy Cohen was, first of all, hardcore fangirling for her. her. Like, yeah. you could tell when he's not into yeah. it or into it. And he was asking her, like, kind of hardball questions yeah. that if That'd I were Amy, Oscars. I'd be like, why the hell did I come here? <laughs> right like like i came to watch what happens live for a fun time i want to talk about summer house i want to talk because i thought it was amazing that she was talking about summer house like it's hilarious that amy schumer is giving her thoughts on kyle and amanda and whether or not they should have a prenup like that to me is the best type of television okay i have a theory that that andy cohen really fucking hates kyle because he asks about them getting married or (laughs) them having a prenup everyone all the fucking time even when that wasn't on tonight when it has been on for three nights <laughs> kyle and amanda aren't there no one from summer house is there because well, she and likes he, summer house amy watches okay it. but he also does it like to other people it's not just i know he does it all the time he constantly I is know, he getting really... trying to get people to be like amanda shouldn't marry kyle <laughs> <laughs> yeah he has a thing he has a bone to pick with kyle he does he definitely does but yeah so anyway so i thought that was such a great like overlap of television yeah agreed like the person who just hosted the oscars is giving her opinion on whether kyle should get a prenup like that's I mean, so this is funny. a huge question of our time and they didn't it's get so a prenup funny. right she was like post pre during what was the other really funny question like who would you rather have taking care of your child and she was like hitler oh yeah oh yeah oh it was really like ramona or, or um, Luann. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Fucked yeah, up. Amy okay. was funny, but I, I was like, why would Amy come here to be asked such why intense questions? Why would she not questions? come here? Because it's fun. Well, she wanted Andy Life Cohen. And Avi calls the, the show. He goes, when are we going to watch Andy Cohen's got the 411? <laughs> That's what Rusty says. Oh God, really? <laughs> he, but he doesn't say, when are we? He's like, when are you going to stop? <laughs> oh, Avi likes watching. <laughs> he really loves it. Like after Summer House is over, he's like, we got to watch Watch <laughs> Who's on tonight? Who's on tonight? Well, I think this is a good place to end this week's At Betches podcast. You can follow me at Sammy. And I'm at Aileen. Guys, please go and rate, review, and follow our show on Apple and Spotify. Go DM Jordana. Wish her luck on her move. I feel like I should. I haven't done that to you guys. Go before me. Um, and She's leave becoming us a my neighbor. On, like literally my one block neighbor. I know. It's so crazy. Which is funny because Jordan and I used, to be, used to be neighbors. You guys used to be one block neighbors. Well, you and I used to be neighbors yeah. back well, in the day. Well, now we've all been. Yeah, we've all sort of rotated. Leave us a review if you love this show. Give us any. Let us know what shows you want us to watch or any shows you've been loving that you think that we would absolutely love or hate. People have we told me you watch about Severance. Both. Oh, Rusty's watched that. that. It's very slow. I thought so too when I first started it. But very people are slow. saying the people are saying the people are saying it's very slow. Um, no, but anyway, go subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, and we'll talk to you next week on the At Betches podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches dot com. Betches.